The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. So are they like mongoloids? No. Is that politically correct? No. <laughs> everything's everything's politically <laughs> Everything. correct. You know You're what good. I mean? No, no, no. Is so it a mongoloid like, no, or right? Like Down syndrome? I think it's all right. Down syndrome. Yeah, but is Down it also called mongoloid? Back in the 20s. <laughs> <laughs> when my grandpa said the N word. <laughs> in time that's a fact we cannot change it's your soul that's who you are and your body's just a cage what lies beneath it all welcome to the unexplained what's up everyone jim brewer here for the metal in me you know if you're new to this it really doesn't have anything to do with metal at first, it really was just to, I don't know, for you to get to know the band that I put together. It was promotion for the record I was making called Songs from the Garage, which was my attempt to be the family metal guy, like 80s metal, but if it was family. And it's still out there, and that's actually being reconstructed as a one-man show, which... Quite honestly, I think I've been working on this for over 15 years. I'm not even kidding. By the way, I'm in Atlanta, and uh, right now I'm in Atlanta, and so you'll hear trucks and stuff going by in my hotel room. Yeah, I've been working on this forever. Really, really, and I always had this vision of mixing stand-up comedy and music, which I used to do. 1999, I started touring with a band and stuff, and basically the band would score my stories, and they would turn into these really cool theatrical bits, and and that's where Comedy Central's Hardcore was inspired. They said, oh, we want to do something with the band, and that was my first comedy special. And anyway, I, so I never lost... My desire to do the uh, rock stuff, and but it's such a weird, I don't know. So, you know, when I made the record, I was really excited, and I thought, I'm not gonna lie, to you, I thought it was gonna be huge. I thought it'd be in arenas, you know. I had this whole theatrical vision I had for it, and I would come out and I would do stand up comedy for 45 minutes and crush, and then the theatrical rock show would start and that thing would crush and it'd be like the coolest thing you've ever seen live. But I'm still honestly working on it. And the weird thing is I looked, we're totally clearing out our house. My wife and I are, 
We're in the basement, just ratting, hold the, just taking stuff out. We're in the attic, and I found some old notebooks. I mean, like 30, 40 years old. And I used to draw a stage of me as a comedian and a rock star at the same time. So, and that was 1985. I was in high school. So this has been going an ongoing thing over and over and over. And in my head, I always had this show too, which I pitched to people and I tried to develop with people. And it was called the... uh, I don't know, the Heavy Metal Man Show, where it was sketches and bits and improv and stuff like that. And Long story short, I said, why don't we just, why don't we just do it on a podcast? Like, who cares? We're just, let's just have fun with it. So that's how it kind of started. And um, so that's why, if you're new to it, like, why is it called the Metal Me? That is why it's called the Metal in Me, because there's a lot of parts of me but there's this hard rock metal element that I uh, still love and have an eye for and want to do shows about. It's weird too because I listen to I listen to satellite radio like Boneyard Channel with Ozzy's Boneyard and it's weird listening to Iron Maiden and Judas Priest and bands like that and when your kids are in the car I get that feeling of, like I can feel them remember when you were in the car with I don't know your aunt or you know aunt uncle cousin some, someone a little older when you were a kid and they were playing the 50s and you were sitting in the back seat like yeah you know yeah it must have been cool when you were that age and you were doing that I mean Sounds good, but it sounds old. Sounds a little outdated because nothing sounds like that. Nothing sounds like back then. Rockin' streets out all day long. Happening in the valley. Who's who's doing that that right now? Nobody. Maroon 5's not doing that. No one's doing that. Coming in at number one this week. Boop, bop, boop, bop, bop. Boop, bop, boop, bop, bop. Boop, bop, boop, bop, bop. Boop, bop, bop, bop. Wiggle, wiggle, boop, bop, bop, bop. Wiggle, wiggle. Like, what, who's doing that right now? Nobody. Nobody's no one. So you sit in the back seat like, yeah, you know, this must have been fun. That's how I feel when I'm playing my music and my kids are in the back seat of my car. They're just, you can tell they have that feeling like, yeah, you know. Must have been nice when you were a kid, Dad. Music's a little outdated, but okay, whatever. Kind of like Fats Domino. Jerry Lee Lewis. That's what we used to say. Now they're like, yeah, you know, I kind of get Devo. I understand. I understand uh, Def Leppard. I I, I know why you like him. I get it. (laughs) So that's how we started with the whole metal and me. It's just, you know, once in a while I'd make references. We would do sketches and stuff. We had some pretty good sketches already. But wait, wait, the wow. best part is that he got scared on It's a Small World. I guess oh my right. God. Yes, this is the greatest. This is the great. You guys are going to howl. So, <laughs> Disney World. So, I either must have forgotten about the dream or suppressed it because. <laughs> How old are you now when you're at Disney World? Like, is it recently? I would say, or? yeah, like four years ago. Four years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you look the way you look now? 
Like with a beard, mustache, and probably no kinda... beard, maybe longer hair. Okay. <laughs> and so we went on. It's a small world. Me, my wife, and two of our friends that we went with, and um, all of those little figurines dressed in the like authentic yes. costumes. Yeah. All of a sudden, brought back all of those memories, and mm-hmm. I started having a panic attack. <laughs> like, like sweats. Please don't get off the ride. We're experiencing difficulty. <laughs> we are working on the situation. We apologize for the delay. One of our riders, you expect it to be One like a three-year-old <laughs> One of our riders is having a panic attack. Oh my god. But the best part See all the is- Disney people running in with their with their with their plaid vest. No white. Right over there by the Sweden section. You gotta go past Hong Kong. You're just past Hong Kong. I see him. I see him. I see him. It's a Ukrainian looking guy. Sir, everything's gonna be okay. We're gonna throw you a tube. We need you to jump off the boat. You gotta get off the boat, pal. It's the only way to get you off. I don't want to go near the people. Thermal, it's a small, small world. Make it stop! Make it stop! Daddy, what's wrong with that man? That's what happens. You do drugs, son. That's why you don't do drugs. These some bitch hippies come to this country and they're hooting and hollering and playing their music to get education off America and send their goddamn money to their country. And this is why I like Donald Trump. Get him out of here. We're doing our best to get him off. He will not get off the boat. We're experiencing difficulties. Please stand by. Wow. I'm definitely ready, though, for another song. I definitely... I know we did bingo with the the metal masters, and I know we did... I want to do... I'm ready for another song. I have the song in my head. We just have to do it. And we can't tell you guys either. And I have to say, we are the worst with following through on anything. That's that's what we should change our podcast to. We should call it We Don't Follow Through. This week on the We Don't Follow Through podcast, Jim, Mike Titchy, and Joe and Alex talk about a sketch they're going to do next week. That was three weeks ago. And this week they talked about more that they're never going to do. It's the <laughs> They Never Follow Through on Anything podcast. I did absolutely nothing, and it was everything that I thought it could be. <laughs> we we might be the worst at doing that. That's all we do. Yeah, yeah. Next week we're gonna do this, and we never. I don't think we. I don't think we ever did two weeks in a row where we said we was gonna do it. So when we do do it, 
That's going to be like historic that day. We should light off fireworks or something. But yeah, I got another sketch idea where I want to do four or five different singers and I have the song I want to do. So I have to arrange with Mike when to go to his house and when to actually... I wonder if I can... I wonder if I can just sing them and then you add the music. You know what I mean? I get it. That sounds more fun too. And it, I, You know, we used to have this bit. I'm just thinking right now. We used to have this bit and we never did it on the show where literally I give you a gibberish. We, we would, I would go in the mirror and I get riffs in my head all the time. That's how I write. I, I, I see something, I write it down or I get a riff and then I write it down. And when I see the riff, I go in a bathroom and I look in the mirror and I imitate myself. In my head, I see the, I see the guitarist, what he looks like. I see the lead guitarist. I see the crowd react. I see the whole thing. So I'll put that down. And we were going to do a bit, and I think we should do this. I go in the mirror. I will do a song just the way I, just the way I said it. I'll give you the riff right in the mirror. And I look in the mirror, and then the band has to watch it, and they have to recreate and actually make that sound like a song the following week. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. No way. What? One week? That's a lot. We gotta rehearse. We gotta, we gotta uh, get together. We gotta make sure we have a good place. All right, we'll do it three weeks. But this time we have to really follow through. No way. What is this garbage? And I think the fans will laugh their asses off if they see how I really write. I think I'm a badass when I stare in my mirror. I'm not kidding you. I think I'm a badass. I think I'm a rock star. If I put on sunglasses and I perform alone and no one's home, I'm a badass. Bad ass. I visualize how I look. I got lasers going on behind me. It's it's sad to say. Sometimes I have a little too much fun at it. Alex, pay attention because this needs to go on the website. Treating people just like pawns in chess. Wait till their judgment day comes. Yeah. Bravo! 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 I'm going to perform a song. It's going to be embarrassing. It's going to be... I honestly think this is... When I, when I first started doing stand-up, you feel very alone on the stage. I'm not going to lie to you. If you don't do well, it's an awkward moment. However, if I show you a video 
of me actually thinking I'm trying to write a song, imitating it in the mirror. It's, that's pretty. People can either go, oh my God, this is hilarious. Oh, that sounds pretty good. Or this guy's completely take away his children because he's incapable of being a human. This guy's out of his bird. He's from a different planet. He's crazier than a shithouse rat. No wonder you're acting the way you are. It's going to look crazy. But I know I'm not the only one that does it. I know I'm not the only one that does it. You know, Lou's giggling in the background because he does it. He does it the Pearl Jam. Trust me. When Lou's home all alone in his apartment and his twin brother's not with him, when nobody's home, he puts on his glasses. Don't you, Lou? You put on your glasses. I bet, I bet you even imitate the old days when he would climb the side of the stage. You're sitting there climbing on your lamp. What's up, Seattle? Even Luke does it. We all do it. And I believe every word of it is true. But if you saw him doing it, like through a security camera, so it would look, it would look pretty weird. It, it would look awkward. Looney, loony, loony. It's very awkward. I'm going to have to commit, though. I'm just going to have to commit. And then the band, I think it's fair enough to say they have... I don't know. What do you guys think? Two weeks? I think two weeks is way more than enough. Way more than enough to watch a video and figure out, okay, let's make a two and a half minute song out of this. And then we have you, the listeners, try to actually write lyrics. How much fun would that be? We'll get a hook. You guys write the lyrics? I think that'd be fun. Right now, my lawyer's going, are you crazy if this becomes, who cares? We're not doing it for anything. Let's just, let's just have fun. Let's go for this. I don't know, you guys into this or what? You got to write me back. Tell me if you're into it. You have to write to themetalme.com or else, you know, what are we doing here? I think this would be fun. Like our own little private club. You'd be sitting there at work. What are you doing? Well, I'm auditioning for uh, the, this podcast where uh, they imitate us in the mirror and we write a song about it. What? People think you're nuts, but you'll be in a club. You will be in the special club. The Metal in Me Club. <laughs> Let's move along. Let's move along. I like a little uh, 50s style music behind me, Luke. Let's play along. Sounds like an Elvis song. Let's play along. Come on, everybody, move along. Elvis has left the building. So, I'm going to record our uh, first, it's not our first, but we are going to do a show, me, Allie, Eric, Joe, Mike. We're doing a show in Peoria, Illinois. Uh, it's this month. It's a Friday, and then Saturday we're in uh, Chicago. And then that Sunday, I'm at Rock on the Range. We have to rehearse this week, but even if we don't rehearse, oh, we're going to rehearse. No matter what, we're going to rehearse. There is two bits that I haven't even told the band. 
that we're going to do in both those both those venues. I have two bits that I'm going to record live and we could put it right here in the podcast. And only you can you can hear it just on this podcast for a couple days and then we'll put it out there. But I I got to be honest with you, I love this I love this group. They're great musicians. They're funny as hell. And every single one of these bananas are great people. They really are. I mean, I watch all these bands, and some bands don't talk to each other. Some bands are just a mess. Um, there's some really great bands, and I'm talking off stage, not on stage, but off stage. And you get some that are like families. That's this is a great, great group of people I have around me, and we're gonna kill it in Peoria. And we're going to kill it in Chicago. I don't care if there's six people there or 6,000. There's not going to be 6,000. But if there is, we're going to kill it. And when I knew this was the band for me, it, it literally was not so much when we were in front of big... We played... Where did we play? Massachusetts? That run, the whole group, we just... They improved. They, they they literally played with emotions, like the the way they played their music off the cuff. It just it had emotion in it. It was. I have to nod my head and really take my hat off because Allie, and Mike, and Joe, and Eric. This is a great bunch to be around. I am not going to lie. I mean, I don't wish I was 10 years younger. I kind of wish I was 10 years younger. Because we'd probably hang out a lot. But I'm not. I'm going to be 50. These guys, you know, I have kids. Alex has a kid. It's, uh... (laughs) They're a lot of fun. So, I guess all I'm really saying is... Come to these two shows. I'm telling you. Not only are we going to kill it. Not only could this whole crew just destroy live, but we're going to improv a lot too. And these guys don't even know what I have in store for them. So it's going to be freaking awesome. (laughs) By the way, this following segment is for a fan. This is for Jules, who's a listener out in Seattle, who uh, hopefully I'll get to say hello to. My wife will be out there, my kids, so it should be pretty cool. She's going to come to one of the shows. I'm going to leave her tickets. Um, she listens to the podcast. And so on the last one, me, Mike, and Alex, we were cracking up, talking about... Actually, even before that, we did. Um, we talked about how all the metal stars should be like superheroes. You know, how Ozzy and Vince Neil and, you know, singer from the scorpions all, all 80s metal guys get together and their superhero show and we were just cracking up thinking about you know them showing up and, it's time to go to Cambodia what's going on there yeah what's going on and stuff like you know Dio's like let's rock <laughs> so she writes this is I think Jules is freaking brilliant this is 
We have to write this script up, Alex. Evil minds that plot destruction. I'm going to leave this. This is your project, bro. This is really funny. And it's from a, a listener. So Jules goes, hold on. She goes, um, love the idea with the whole heavy metal guys being superheroes. So she starts going. She starts listing them. And uh, you know, it's even, even before that, and I can't emphasize enough that how many people have you met are so funny and so creative that aren't in the entertainment industry? Now, I get to meet people. I get to meet the, the wait staff, the, the fans at the show, the, the workers at the mall. I, I talk with everyone. And even my best, you know, my best friends, I think, are so much funnier than I am. You know, the funniest people in the world don't get paid. They just make people laugh. And same with being creative. There's so many creative people out there on multiple levels. You're not going to hate me. Yes! <laughs> and I love when, when you, the fans, write in with ideas. They're freaking, they crack me up. We read them. Love, love checking them out. And some of our best ideas are from you. So, and what I was going to say was, I work out. I go to the gym. Work out. Yeah, Lou, play it. I don't want to. Work out. I work out. So anyway, I go to the gym, and it's really for an age thing. I can just, I, I got to lose weight, and I got I to gotta keep putting on muscle, and whatever. He's the one. He's a metal guy, too, the guy that runs the gym. And he's been on the show, Jeff. And he's the one, too. He's like, yeah, you, you got to do like Dio. It's like, you, you got to do them as superheroes. So technically, he, I mentioned it, and he said you really should do it. And he came up with funny ideas. And now Jules, just listening from Seattle, she writes, you know, this is, you should have Dio as a tiny wizard. He's the man on the Silver Mountain. So it's, think of it like Star Wars. So you have Dio always on the top master dio master dio we have a situation in bulgaria do tell me <laughs> this man on a silver mountain sir is it really you yes i'm the man on the silver mountain sir there seems to be a thing going on in bulgaria and we're not sure how to really send it i think we should gather the metal heroes and send them over. Do you agree, sir? Man on the silver mountain! Yes, we know you are. We're just wanting to know if you agree. So she, she's got, yeah, Dio's the tiny wizard. We're gonna make him the man on the silver mountain. Brian Johnson's superpower is he's a flamethrower. So every time, you know, they really need him, he shows up and fire! Something blows up and catches on fire. Where's Brian? Fire! You can never lose me! I'm always getting you back! Fire! Ah, that was a close one, matey! <laughs> so then you have... This, is, this one's really funny, too. You have Bruce Dickinson. And what he does is, like, he goes and talks to kids and stuff. And he educates people with his magical 
educational stories. That that is that I can see him doing. Bruce Dickinson just showing up. That, that's how I learned about American history. You know, like you think about history, and none of us really know because none of us live those times. They can talk about it all they want, but at the end of the day, we have no clue what it's like to live in a teepee. It's when, when's the last time you saw a real teepee? Just it's we don't know what those times are like. You can write about them all you want, but at the end of the day, we you really just don't know. You don't know. You can write about, my neighbor can write about me, but they don't know what's really goes on in my life and what's good. Like, how do you know? But anyway, so I was going to say was, Jules, that is freaking, isn't that funny? You have Bruce Dickinson just sitting there going, can anyone just tell me about history of when exactly? The whole American history story, anybody? Anybody? I can't do it. Well, how's he talking normal? Well, I think he's like a... Ah, I can't do him. I gotta learn Bruce Dickinson. Run to the... Well, you know, when I first started flying, I first started flying. Yeah, that's what he's got. He's got that flying sound. up children you know the white man came across the sea if you ask an Indian he'll say yeah white man came across the sea brought us pain brought us misery he killed our tribes he killed our creed what's creed sir quiet let me finish and he took our game not like Scrabble and not Candyland he took our game, our livelihood, our horses, our bisons, our food. He took our game just for his own need. If you ask Indians, they'll tell you they fought him hard. They fought him just well. Out there in the plains, gave him Hell! Bloody hell! But they came too much for Cree. Oh, will we ever be set free? That's what an Indian would tell you. Indian would sit there and tell you that they were riding through dust clouds and barren wastes, galloping just hard on the plains. Chasing the Redskins back to their, to their holes. Fighting them at their own game. Murder for freedom. The stab in the back. Women and children are cowards. Run for the hills. Run for your lives. Soldier blue in a barren waste, just hunting and killing their game. There's raping going on, raping. It's a harsh word. But 
that's real history. Wasting the men as if they just wasting them. The only good Indian a tame. Selling them whiskey and taking their gold. Enslaving the young. Destroying the old. Run for your heels. Run for your lives. That's what an Indian would tell you. That's history. Kids are just traumatized. The real history. This week on the History Channel, Bruce Dickinson talks about history. Remembering every generation before us, remembering for generations to come. The History Channel, where the past comes alive. <laughs> Those are great superheroes. This one was funny. She wrote, Rob Halford is like the. He's the hell-bent for leather guy. The gay ghost rider. <laughs> he's the gay ghost rider. On your left, everybody. What a wonderful day it is. But my favorite character that Jules came up with. <laughs> this is funny. Ozzy. Uh, hold on a second. Before you go any further, I, I, am I going to get upset at this? No, no, no. You're going to like this. Ozzy's a special needs superhero. And he's a superhero. And he has these amazing ideas that can practically change the world and make it for a better. Absolutely brilliant ideas. Has the heart of gold. Perhaps there's a part of him that can influence people on such a greater degree in their life, spiritually, faith-wise, everything. He has the power of it all. He's like the modern-day Yoda. That's who who Ozzy is, the modern-day Yoda. But the problem is, even though he has all the answers, no one can understand what he's saying. So a lot of times it leads to like, they go to help us say, what are, you, are you saying that there's too many fat people? Just, what did he say? There's too many fat, dude. I think he said there's too many fat people. It's very offensive to say something like that. He always says the wrong, they, they can't understand what he's saying. It's not really revealed to you. That's a funny game show, too, by the way. It's time to play Guess What Ozzy is Saying. Are you guys ready to get crazy? Guess what I'm saying. (laughs) We've asked 300 people out of them survey. How many of them could not figure out what Ozzy was saying? At least 75%. And survey says 89% and the 11% that understood had severe head damage. (laughs) Great job, Jules. Very awesome job. So yeah, in the next couple weeks, I really want to have fun with stuff. And then we're also going to get heavier and deeper in real life world. 
because I think, honestly, it's fun to have. I'm all about play hard, work hard, but also just be raw and honest at times. Maybe not too honest. I probably hold back a lot, but it's good when people are, are very, they really put things on the line. And I want to share some stuff with you as we move along. But until then, no. I'll be home next week. Can't wait. I'm going to uh, Atlanta Braves versus the Mets Thursday night in Atlanta. And then I'm heading to Tennessee. But, all right. I talked way too much by myself in a hotel room for the last, whatever, 45 minutes or so. Jules, thank you. All the fans, thank you. Thanks for listening. I, I, you know, there's no instant feedback, so sometimes it's a little bizarre, a little awkward. But I know you're listening because I see you on the road and you come up and say, hey, I listen to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for laughing because that's what we need to get by in this madness. As my friend would say, ah, it's madness, Larry. You hear me, Larry? <laughs> Larry! I'm not really huge into, like, you know, trying to learn Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah.